Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny Vall. And today we are going to be talking about It's a Wonderful Kingdom, Carnegie, Horizons of Spirit Island, and other games we've been playing lately. So thanks for joining us for episode Woo. 113. All right, residents of Meepletown, if you were here right now, you would see Dean in his Michigan gear. You would see Johnny, I don't even care, in my orange shirt. I'm called Johnny Vall. Dean is Deanie Blue. Why are, why, are we, why are we like this, bro? Our teams are undefeated right now. Oh, my right gosh. Now. I know people. there's a lot of people listening that don't sport, so we're not going to go too deep into that. But Dean and I's very favorite college teams that we have loved since we were children. Yeah. They're great Five right now. I'll, I'll say this, though. Michigan struggled against an Indiana team, which was a trap game, but Tennessee did not. They just rolled over LSU. Sorry, mm-hmm. BJ. I'm guessing I'm BJ sorry. might be a, an LSU fan, potentially. I'm I'm not sorry. You're not sorry. No, because they've been... <laughs> why, why should you ever be sorry that your team beat another team? I don't know. You shouldn't. LSU's beat us five times in a row, I think. So, I mean, he's enjoyed it. He's celebrating. He's, you know, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, we, we haven't been good in a long time, so I should enjoy it. Yeah. Your team's really good, too. Potentially the best in the SEC. Which you might not say that, but I will. I bet I have it. Yes, maybe. Which is. Here's a tidbit for you. Big time. This is the first time in a long time, I can't remember how long, that there are matchups this late in the season with three excuse me, six undefeated teams. There's three matchups. That's crazy. One is TSU and, oh my gosh. Nope, oh, this is a bad part of the segment here. How, how can I, and, no, not t- TSU, TCU. I was TSU like, is Tennessee State University. TSU got beat by MTSU <laughs> a few weeks ago. I was going to let you go. But. Oklahoma State, TCU, I'm almost done, people who don't support. <clears throat> Tennessee and Alabama and Penn State, in Michigan. There it is. Yeah. So that's why I said it. Not only are we undefeated, but we're both playing in games this week that are undefeated teams. It's going to be freaking lit. Do you want to make predictions right now? Does anyone care? I do. Okay, we'll get uh, there are people who don't like sports that are like going just get to the board games. Quick quick prediction. Okay, go. I predict Tennessee wins. Wow. Yeah. I do. I do. I predict Oh man. I'm going to predict Michigan wins. All the Michigan wins easy. Penn State's not that good. Uh, that's my prediction. Go yeah. Ahead. Anyway, could could very well be the case. Michigan is really good in some areas, but we lack in some others. And I'm going to predict TCU loses. Whoa. That was a quick That was a close game. That was game a win-win, and then you said someone lost. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That was a close game that they played this last week. Yeah, but Oklahoma State did too against Texas Tech. That's true. So, that's anyways. True. I don't care about that one. Um, <laughs> if, Tennessee, if Bryce Young plays, Tennessee loses if – they're, if that's the Alabama's quarterback, if yeah. they don't play, then we win easily. I'm not going to say whip, but I, easily. I could be wrong. Okay. I think you win even if he plays. Maybe. That's, There's a that's chance. I have battered vol syndrome. That's what they call it. There was a video recently about how to teach vol fans that it's okay to enjoy football. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> you know who, who did not play well this last weekend, and is all I will say is the Detroit Lions – Got Ooh. creamed. Yeah. I mean, just crushed. I was really hoping that your Lions would beat the Patriots, and it was like, looked like JV versus varsity, didn't it? Yeah. That was I've, ridiculous. Our team is cursed. I don't have any other explanation for your it. Your team is so cursed. I actually, after they lost that bat, I went to look up the records for the last. 
You know, Stafford had you guys like okay for a while. Never great, but okay. Well, like okay, eight and a couple six, s- ten and you know, ten and four, uh, ten and six. I'm sorry, eight. So change that. Stafford combined with with Calvin Johnson, Golden yeah. Tate, those guys really helped out with that. Besides that, it's a bunch of like three and thirteen seasons. Yeah. Woof. Woof is exactly right. That's exactly all right. right. Well, let's okay. talk about board games. Let's talk about a poll that I'm I am stoked to talk about. Okay, and I can give you the origin story. Ooh, I oh, love a man. good origin story, don't I'm you? I'm going to go read a book in the other room. <clears> here's the origin story of this poll. Got a buddy, Sean, who, shout out to him, he's listening, hopefully. He's either listening or he just tells me that he does. No, he listens. to make me feel better about myself. He listens. He, at very least, hears our music in the Tennessee Lottery oh, yeah, commercial. We'll so, get to that. Right? So we know that oh, he's heard the music. So. We could, Yeah. Let me address that. <laughs> Uh, they stole our song, and I'm. We're uh, there's a lawsuit against the Tennessee Lottery for hundreds and of millions. Dean and I are going to be <laughs> flushed with cash. <laughs> We're going to be full time in Meeple Town coming up. What you do learn is that even when you buy rights to a song, it doesn't mean someone else can't buy rights to the same song. A hundred percent. I've so heard that for go. other. I've heard Dice Tower music other places too. Yeah. Well, I could get my brother to write us something, but it would be like Stranger Things music. I don't know if that would be. That's what he likes to do. So we I don't know if that would work. We shouldn't get him to do that for our Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Keep yeah. talking. Keep talking. So uh, my buddy Sean, who is has played board games and stuff, but like he's really getting it. I think the bug is biting him, right? Oh, like, yeah. You know, when it hits you and you're like, oh, I like this. Um, and so the bug's biting him. And usually whenever that bug bites, Target has these sales. Buy two, get one. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the most glorious things. I mean, you, everyone has gone through this, I think. I actually saw chatter and on, on uh, I think, the Guild or on Twitter or something. I've, like, people talking about that. Like, especially whenever you're really like, all right, let's put the f- gas pedal down on this hobby. I'm going. Simmer down. That, that Those target sales are like cream of the crop. Yeah. And so he texts me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Because they, they've been around for, they do them all the time, like, pretty regularly, right? It's best when they've released new games, though, which well, is the and I usually don't care. One. That's why I was like, nah, you know, I it's, I was like, okay, cool, I'll look at it. But like, usually, I have every game that I care to on the list. But then they had Horizons of Spirit Island, which I knew very little about. And actually, it was Sean who was like, "Hey, dude, you, I got this," and I was like, "Wait, what is that again?" Because like, I just, it's just you see things go through. Uh, BGG like flash, but I, I never looked into it. I didn't really know what it was. Right, right. We'll get into that later. But the poll, therefore, therefore the poll is: <laughs> How often do you get sucked into board game sales deals and buy games you probably don't need? You okay, ready? I'm ready. Let's hear the options. Number one, I don't. Nope, I never don't need games. You like that double negative there? I never don't need games. Right. Is that what you said? Yeah, that was for fun. Okay, I always I need figured games. I would get gotcha. someone that would get angry about that, but I don't think anyone did. Okay, Steph Hodge did. She said, "What?" <laughs> that was her response. Yeah, well, that's the only thing I've seen on this poll. By the way, I'm not cheating. All right, all right. I never don't need games. All the time, so I'm constantly getting sucked into the sales and deals, occasionally, or never. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the B option of 
all the time? Are you well, okay? Does that mean that they have to buy the games, or do they just get sucked into like? How often do you get sucked into board game sales and buy games? And buy games you probably okay. don't need. Okay, then I will say. Uh, I'm still gonna say I'm gonna say all the time, really? or or C, okay. one of those two. Yeah, B or C. No. B. Okay. <laughs> you can't, Judging by your answer, the you answer, can't have your cake judging and eat by it too. Your response, the answer is B, is my guess. That's incorrect. It's not either? It's C. It's occasionally. No, C was my answer. I was saying, judging by your response, B is the answer, but I went with C. Hold up. Roll back, roll back and say. I think I'm going to guess B. <laughs> It <laughs> is not what I said or exactly what I what, sound like. We just we, we just we round the tape. <laughs> insane, insane. It, that is true. The tape doesn't lie. You're right. Have you seen the commercials with the red flag that they throw? I think that's State Farm or Progressive or some one of those, and they go back and rewatch. I was like, I really wish there was an instant replay in real life. For how many times my wife says that I said something or I didn't or. I say the same thing, and she's like, "But oh no, that didn't happen." And I'm like, <laughs> "How much money would you pay to have a life instant replay?" Oh, none, money. I don't want to replay things. But no, no. Here's the thing: it's a subscription, and you can you get to win arguments. Is get, that what you're you trying to five, do? Yeah, let's say you get five instant replays a year to win arguments or lose. You're a good husband. <laughs> I would I would pay good money to get five instant replays a year. <laughs> I don't even oh, care. Man. I mean I'd, in the thousands. I, I don't I don't it. hold on to things like that, I guess. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's all the time. I'm always accused of these things. If you want me to be your instant replay and just agree with you <laughs> so that you win so that you can pay me money, I'll do it. Oh, okay. So occasionally blew everything out of the water at fifty eight percent. Wait, you just said it was. Oh, 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 oh! I I misread. I I I did say B. My bad. My bad. I, we we went back to the tape. I know. We heard you. You're right. Sorry. So it was occasionally that That's happens. Right. Okay. Fifty eight percent. Okay. I I fall in that category. I think. Although I'll say this: Steve O'Rourke is the worst. Not not in general, but when it comes to these, he always points out here are great games that are on sale right now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on, Steve. Yeah. But, I, but I've, I've bought less games lately. So anyway, maybe he's the best. Some people might say he's the best because of that. I would disagree. Well, it was 21% said all the time. So it was only 14% said never, which that's, that's a significant amount of people that never, ever get sucked into the sales. That's, uh, that, I'm sure there are some. That's, that's it's that's the better it's the better way to do it, right? Get what you want, even if you're paying full price. But also, for it. but the poll also said games you probably don't need. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like that's discipline to go. Hey, they didn't say they don't buy sales. They said I don't buy them when I probably don't need them. I'm just kind of going ugh. And that was the the point of it was this Target sale. Um, Target's paying us two hundred fifty dollars every time we say their name. <laughs> we should have asked them for that. You can finally afford your instant replay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay, so what were some of the responses? Yeah, that's were, what were people I'm looking sucked at. into so the Jennifer, sale? Jennifer Davis actually brought up like the current uh, buy two get one free. 
has too many unplayed games though, and may we'll see too many unplayed games and have not been able to ooh resist temptation. Would really like to get Rear Window and Horizons of Spirit Island, but doesn't think she can do that because she has too many unplayed games. That's right. That's 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 the way to go. Okay, um, that's interesting. I, I by the way, Rear Window. I have a hunch is what I'm getting for my birthday coming mm-hmm. up. That's my hunch. What happened to your window? You said you're getting... Did you ever watch Rare Window? window? I'm not even going to no. respond to that. No. Go go to Vimeo. I watched it a couple weeks ago oh, yeah? in preparation for the game. Do you, We do that. We've talked about that before. Yep. It's a good movie. There it's you go. Alfred Hitchcock's, Alfred Hitchcock's there you go. Rear Window. Okay, go ahead. Who else said things? Okay, uh, Peter Schott said... They, basically, the, those buy two, get one. It looks like used to be something that he was probably into. He's not quite attracted as much as he used to be. That's where I am with those, generally speaking. Yes. Sydney S. had a great response. If not anything else, they're great for gifts. That's, that's a good a call. Great, that's, that's a good, good call. call. Yeah. Like I was like, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a top-notch response there. Look at Sydney looking out for other people. Now, what's the truth? Like, I mean, some of the times you can get some really sweet deals. Um, yeah. The same Sydney who destroys me in online board games. So not... Always looking out for other people. But when it comes to sales to get gifts for friends, he's looking out for other people. Burford said that he never has to buy another board game again in his life as long as he's friends with me, you, and Jonathan. Steven is right about that. <laughs> That's 100% <laughs> correct. Uh, let me look over on the Twitters real quick. I think... Okay, can, can Darren, I, Darren. Uh, hey, Darren responded. Darren, who is in Europe right now. Not at Essen, but in Europe. For what? Uh, just a trip with his dad, I think. Go wow. ahead. What where where in Europe? D- Darren is is a Meeple Town, you know. I don't know where all time. they're going. They're He's in, big time Meeple Town. They're in Normandy. That's all I know. But anyway, yeah. What did What did Darren have to say? Darren said, "Need is a strong word. We probably don't need any, which that's probably accurate. But if you mean spontaneous wah, wah. purchases, that never happens. I probably over-research everything. How about that? Okay. Not much of a seller or a trader, so if I get a game, I better know it's good. And yes, Steph Hodge wrote what? So <laughs> that's if you know if you follow Steph at all, she has if you've ever been into Steph's home, it is a haven of board games. They have shelf after shelf after shelf. I've never seen so many games in home before i know someone else has quite a few but i, I don't know anyone who plays as many board no, games as there's no there's not even she she should go for a guinness world record she would own it oh yeah that's true there's, i don't think anyone i don't think anyone could beat her and and how many games she plays different, Steph, if you, different games. if you ever listen to this you should look up the guinness book of world records and see if you could get in it for the most different board games played in a year or because you keep up with it. Or even most board games played in a year. Uh, yeah, that's probably right. I don't think it matters. That's probably right. That's probably right. So so you said you would fall into the occasional category Lately, of this? But I have, I mean, you, it's fluid, right? You kind of move in and out of these things. So in the past, 100% I've fallen in the B category. But I would say right now, yeah, it's more C category. But here's the thing. I did partake in the target sale for this year yes because they released some new games and i knew without a doubt that i was going to get two of those and i ended up getting a third that i wasn't quite sure about the first one was space mountain right because they just released it i didn't even know it was out and there it was so i picked it up 
the Star Wars Clone Wars, which is the Star Wars Pandemic game. I'll talk about that in a minute. And then the one that I've been interested in is the Dice Throne, Marvel Dice Throne. I, I've played Marvel, I've played Dice Throne in the past, and I enjoyed it. But I didn't own this one. Jonathan mm-hmm. owned this one. And what uh, did he think about it? I, we liked it, although I think he just sold. I think he was selling his Dice Throne stuff, if I remember right, because it just didn't get played. If I, I, I could be wrong about that, but I think that's right. But I think this will be a good one. I was hoping to get this one played with my wife this weekend, and it did not happen, and I'll talk about why in a minute. What'd you get? Well, because you did. I have not, I haven't done a Target buy one, get one in three years, probably. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's been, so whenever I start, same thing with you, I, I, I started looking and I was like, yeah, you know, there's always like those games that are like, yeah, I wouldn't mind having that. That'll probably go the sell pile, you know, at some point. But I wouldn't mind playing a little bit. But the one that sucked me in was Horizons of Spirit Island. And so we are actually going to talk about that game on the podcast. So I don't want to go into detail to whether I liked it or did not like it. I also picked up Half Truth, which is a a game. It's a, a party game that I've been wanting to play for a long time because Richard Garfield and that Jeopardy guy. Right. I think he. Alex Trebek? No, no, not Alex. No, no the, oh, the guy that this like is won a newer it. game. The guy that no, this has been around for a while. Okay, that's why. Okay. Let me see. Uh, the guy that won Ken Jenkins oh, or oh, whatever right, his right, name right. is. Okay. Um, let me see. Anyways, they built. They built. I, I, mostly, I was just really interested in the idea that Richard Garfield is coming out with a party game. Ken Jennings. There it is. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I can't. Re- I don't know exactly how the games play. I think the game has. And I'll, I'll come back, Meeple Town, and talk about this. I think it has a question, and there's six answers. Three are right, three are incorrect, and you're betting on which ones are right and wrong. Kind of kind of like two truths and a lie. Yeah, kind something of thing. like it's that. A, I okay. thought that's kind of a fun. It's got E&O tool artwork, too. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I've, I've kind of got you peaked on that one, don't I? A yeah, little. we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to rush out and buy it. It was but 28 I'll... bucks or something, right? So, like, I just thought, you know what? I want to, I've always wanted, I, I, I like to have some party games. Because I I just I just I, I just have people come over that that's their jam. I I really like party games, yeah. but I think, yep, the ones that I can play without having to purchase anything are the ones that get played more often. Like the, what's the statement in a picture, which is uh, the same as Telestrations? Is that right? I don't know. I think that's right. It's the same as another game, but it was I, we had always played it as a statement in a picture, which is. You write it. Somebody writes a sentence down. Somebody draws a picture of that sentence, and then it passes to the next person. Mm-hmm. They write a sentence based on that picture, and so you're trying to figure out what the person said initially, which is it's a lot of fun. I think I think that's the same as Telestrations. One of those games like that. But there you go. Well, I can that'll that'll segue eventually into this, but uh, no, uh, into a party game that I'm going to be talking about today. But I also got Pandemic Fall of Rome. How about that? Yep. I think you're excited that I got that one. I am, because it's a fun one. I like it. I only own the original Pandemic, and well, this. so another thing that happened was coinciding with this, I have just started to play some more solo games. Uh, I won't say why I'll be playing more solo games, but, you know, I have been. Um, My wife's been working a lot more, and so it doesn't, hasn't really been work, hasn't been working out that well. And then when, yep. (laughs) <laughs> okay can we talk about games we've been playing lately is that what we're moving into no i'm just gonna say because i've been playing more solo games i wanted to get some 
Fall of Sympathy? Rome is a solo, right? <laughs> Dang it. Is Fall of Rome so, solo? You can solo it, yeah. Yeah, any, yeah it's I mean, I any of those can. pandemic games you can. Pa- in fact, I'll talk about one in a minute that I soloed. We both soloed a pandemic game recently. We could have just met up and played it together. What are you talking about? Oh, you haven't soloed it. I haven't got it yet. You haven't soloed it. No, no, no. Okay, I, I soloed Star Wars Clone Wars. Oh, you did? Yeah. Are you going to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I've got two I'm going to talk about, but kind of three, because that's how I roll, cool. right? That's a lot. All right, here's the first one I'm going to talk about, because it, it has to mention. Do you, did you see my, my post the other day about... Oh, no, I sent you a picture. I sent you a picture of the card of us finishing up Pandemic Legacy Season 1. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Five and a half years. That's all it took. That's all it took. So in that span, we've actually had a pandemic, which is bizarre. Who would have thought that that would have happened when we first started this game? We wouldn't have. No one would have. And I will give no spoilers. In fact, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about this. By the way, this oh, thank is the Lord. myself and my wife and Stephen, who we talk about a lot, and his yeah. wife. We we played through this from from the beginning all the way through. It took us... Uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say this. It took us... Oh, what was it? 19? I think 19 games. You can play... It's 24 max. So we lost a lot. We lost a decent amount of games. And at the end of the game, it had you like tally up your score and figure out you know how you did or whatever. But we would have never believed how things would have shaken out with the pandemic. But the crazy thing is, is the things that you I, I, this is no spoilers, but the things that you see throughout Pandemic Legacy, you're like, oh man, wow, okay, this actually happened in real life, you know. And it's 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 a little bizarre. Not all of it. If you've played, you'll know what I'm talking about. But some of it. Anyway, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I highly recommend Pandemic Legacy. I think at some point we'll move on to Season 2 and Season 0, although I'm seeing some negative things about those that they don't quite, you know, they don't quite reach that peak level. But I also, one of these sales a while back, I picked up the Clank Legacy, which I'd like to play. But I don't know if we're going to do that. We'll see. But we will move on to another Legacy game at some point. There's the the My City Legacy. There's I'd like to do Betrayal Legacy, but it's impossible to find. So anyway, at some point we'll do that, and then we'll talk about it again in six years. <laughs> well, the, I have a question. Is it like I'm trying to look at where it is on the top list of board games? Remember, it's really high, right? It used to be the number one game. Yeah. Yeah, it's not now. Um, let's see. I mean, it's not that hard <clears throat> for you to find. Just look it up. Right? I am right now. Okay. It is ranked three overall. So my question to you is, is that really? Is it really the third best board game of all time to you? It's it's hard, right? Because if you remember, if you've been around for a while, Pandemic Legacy was in my top 50 games. Pretty high, I think, if I remember right. But it's a weird game that will never be back in my top 50 because I'll never play it again. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of hard to put that in there. But I totally get it. It's It's really... Really well done. It was so you can't just sit back and go. You know what? I probably won't play it again, but that was fantastic. Yeah, part of it's can't the do that. part of it's the experience. I've not done a legacy game all the way through like this before, yeah. and so it's you know. Although I mean, we've did my city, I guess, so that's a little bit different. But you played all the way through that. Yeah, most of it. We didn't get really? all the way through it, but but I guess it's so much of the game is the same. 
mm-hmm. with twist, but also it's opening up things and you know changing rules and all that. And it's 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 just so exciting. That part was was excellent. Why did you not buy the King's Dilemma? I don't think I would get it played. Mm. That's it, a legacy game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The issue is, I think you want to play with a full count of five players. Got you. And it has okay. to be the right five players. Okay. That actually, it would probably be a really good mancation game group, but if we didn't finish it in a weekend, then we'd have to take it the next year, you know? Anyway. That's fine. That's fair. I was just curious because I know how much you, I mean, you wanted that game and I just I, I thought that whenever I told you that it was on the sale that you would have been you were like gonna be like sold. I think I had already made my purchases from the gotcha. sale. I think I gotcha. that's right. Okay, I, I know I have I've done one, but I'm gonna do another one because you're only doing two games. This one makes sense for me to jump in to talk about Star Wars the Clone Wars. I'll keep it going. All right. Star Wars the Clone Wars is Star Wars Pandemic, which is a uh, a new release. This one has minis in it, John. Like that, nice little oh, plastic bits. This one has all kinds of. That one was like how much did that production. cost? Like sixty bucks. Or it was something it like was that. the high. Yeah. It was the highest game in the the games that I purchased for sure. So in this one, you are taking on the role of a Jedi. I guess they're all Jedi's that you're. Yeah, taking on the role of a Jedi, and you are going around trying to defeat the villain. But you have these different missions that you're completing along the way. So it might say you have to go to this planet, and on this planet you have to have these certain types of cards. You roll the dice. There's only one die that you roll, and it determines how many extra hits you get. So this die is what you roll when you're attacking the, the uh, what do you call them, droids on the board, but also when you are attacking the main villain or, a, or trying to complete the mission. But you can mitigate the die roll with the cards that you have in your hand. And it's interesting because if I roll a die that says I get two hits, I add those to the cards that I have and I have to tap those cards. You don't discard the cards, you tap them. And that's going to add more hits to what you need. So you go around, you complete the missions. And then after you complete the missions, you have to defeat the villain. The whole time the villain's kind of coming at you with different, uh, different attacks that they do. And they, they have their own deck, which is interesting because they act in different ways, depending on which cards you flip over. You don't have, it's weird. It is very much a pandemic game, but it also feels differently. You're not set collecting on this one to try to, you know, collect cards to turn in. You're battling and you are, you don't really have the same, uh, uh, what do you call it? When you have an epidemic, the epidemics act differently. You don't have the spread out like you don't have the outbreaks Uh in the same way. All of that works very differently, but it still has that pandemic flavor. Apparently this was a lot like the, What's the Wrath of Lich King, I think is what it's called. It's a lot like that one from what I've heard. This is just an evolution of that one. This has multiple villains, four villains, I think it has in the box. It was fun. I soloed this, as as I mentioned earlier, and I, I really enjoyed this one, and I, I'm glad I picked it up. It's a good addition to the Pandemic series that, that changes it up quite a bit, it, as well as Fall of Rome really changed it quite a bit, too. And that's seems like that's, I like it. They've done a pretty good job of that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> of like when they come up with a new, like not just putting another, I don't know, skin on it or something, right? And, and repackaging it and saying, here's a different game whenever it's really almost the same exact game. Right. And in fact, the designer of this, it doesn't even have Matt Leacock listed as a designer. Oh, really? It's, it has... Um, Let's go. Alexander Ortloff, who also did the the Wrath of the Lich King, the World of the Warcraft mm-hmm. version, did Love Letter, 
and uh, different variations of Love Letter and some other stuff. So At this point, Matt's just sitting back and he's like, you want to give me a bunch of money to make a game? My pandemic? What do you say? Go right ahead. <laughs> what are you drinking over there? You okay? I'm, that's that's Matt. He's okay. he's had a few scotches because he's like, I don't care. I mean, I guess I got some money's over here, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, he created the system mm, and then is just riding it. A hundred grand. <laughs> yep, I have no idea if he makes much off that or not. But. I hope this one probably not, but I hope this one. Well, actually, I don't know. Pandemic is, is it sells big a time. lot. Yeah, yeah I think you have, so. Yeah, you probably get some good royalties. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Matt's not struggling. I think you're right. I think you're right on this one. But there's not many board game designers that are like that, and he would definitely be one of them. I would say. Yep. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Okay, so let we'll, me th- we'll, I think John and I will play that at some point together. And I think we'll play that in Pandemic Fall of Rome or something like that, and then you know, might do it. I've got several Pandemic little, games. We can do some. I think I do. Anyway, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do a, a, a Pandemic hot, Showdown hot something. Pandemic Hot Zone, which is the short version. What Amanda and I play when we're you know just have a few minutes. You can play it in twenty minutes. You like that one, don't you? I do, yeah. So I got... Ooh, and The Cure, the dice game, is really good. Oh, I heard that was pretty good, but I've never played Yeah, we that. like that a lot. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so um, someone locally had a couple games, or a bunch of games for sale, and I was going on vacation last week, and I just was thinking to myself, you know, I wouldn't mind getting another party game for the kids. The kids, it, we went on vacation with another family. They have three boys. We have three boys. I mean, come on. And everyone, all of them like to play a party game. Like, they actually get excited about it. So, I thought, let's get something new, something fresh. Had Wavelength for sale. Also, I saw in the pile of games, Santa Monica. So, I thought, why not buy... I've heard really good things about Santa Monica. Why not buy a beach game to take to the beach? I felt really like Dean. I was like, you know what? I think Dean's sucking me into theme lately. You know, I've been been not caring. Not caring. I'm not Karen. Sometimes not you're Karen. Karen. Sometimes yeah. you are. And so uh, let's let's go Santa Monica. It's it's seven point three if I could speak uh, on BGG, and it's an AEG game. And what do you think about AEG games, Dean? There's some that I really enjoy. Yeah, there's. I was someone recently said. I think it was. I think it was Tom who was like really loves their games like all the time, and I'm like, mm, I always think their games are fine. Not always. Oftentimes I'm like, yeah, that was cool. And Dean, I was really excited about this one, and that's kind of how I felt on this. I know Jonathan, he was a decent, like this okay, for what it was, right? Jonathan and Wendy. Yeah, well, I thought I this I'm was one of his favorite the, fillers. I thought, yeah, and so in this game, you have, um, you're drafting cards. There's a back row of cards that are coming. There's a front row of cards that you can draft from, and you have two types of uh, property. You have your little shops that you're building and then you have in the front and in the back you got something your glorious stuff you're building by the sea your ocean and they all have icons and as you're drafting them you're also getting like tourists or different people that show up um onto the card that you just drafted and really the cards just say things like hey it needs to be adjacent to this type of a tag another shopping center or here's a little circle here you need to get three of this type of person over here and so you know there's a little bit more to it but I, I just I I don't know we played it and every like I played it Ryan and Bethany and my wife and Ryan you know he was kind of like meh and that's kind of how I felt about this one this one's going to the cell pile you want to buy it from me 
I want to play it. Will you teach me? You don't want to play it to teach me. Is it's, it? It's not bad. It just was like, okay, let's go play something else. Interesting. So okay. Did you play Cheryl Crow on repeat until the that, sun comes up over Santa Monica Boulevard? Yes. You did. All, oh yeah. It okay. was. It was. It was. It was. It, all in that brain. My work here is done. Yeah. Now <laughs> that's just stuck in my head today. That's not fair. So yeah. No. It's. It, uh, yeah. It's fine though. I mean, I get why people like it because it's a fun, like, quick, fairly quick drafting game. There's a lot of ways to score points and stuff like that. But it was just a, uh, yeah, it was a meh for me. Okay, I'll, I, I still my coworker bought this on Jonathan's recommendation, mm-hmm. and so I I'll have to talk to her and see. If, I I think they like it too. I get. I yeah. My group just didn't like it at all. Like I could just see the looks on their faces. Everyone was just ready to get the game over with, and we're just like, yeah, okay. Uh, now we did play four players. Maybe that's too many. I played a, a, a two a my, myself versus myself game, and that was more fun because <laughs> I always win. Wow! Uh, but okay. it but it was it was a little more a little faster pace. Like I, so, I I could see maybe um, especially if Jonathan has played like a two player or three player, it might be it would be more fun. I think because I think it would go a little bit faster. Okay, uh, wavelength is another game that we played, and I didn't just I just realized this right now. So there is. Um, one of the designers on Wavelength is Wolfgang Warsh. Interesting. Okay. Stunned. Huh. I didn't know that. Okay. okay. One of your favorites. No. Somebody who you like quite a bit. I really like Wolfgang Warsh. I mean, Warsh like, I, he, I, every game he comes out with that I've played, I like pretty well. But none of his games have blown my mind. Right? That's just kind of how it is. It's like, it's like he t- constantly puts out like 8 out of 10s for me, for my taste. Which is great. I know I'm going to like it, right? So, Wavelength is an interesting, very simple party game. You have this wheel that you're going to spin if you're the one giving the clue, and it has the most satisfying clicks. It's like it's like you're spinning the wheel on uh, Price is Right, or you hear the on Wheel of Fortune. Like it just, you know, thing, you know, components that just are satisfying. It's satisfying, Dean. Yeah, you showed me that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And there's like a little screen in front of it, so no one can see what the wheel is saying behind it. Now you go privately, open up the screen, and there's a piece of a pie, and the pie is going to say two points, three points, four points, three points, two points. Right. So, and then that's going to be anywhere on this half circle. Okay, you close that bad boy back up. And then you have a card, and a card has two opposite things, basically, on it. Like, something that smells great, something that's stanky. And you have to get your team to dial in where that piece of pie is. And it's not always far left or far right. It could be in the middle. So, if you had that, Dean, if you had it in the middle, and it said something stanky, something smells great, what would you put... What would you say? Pie. In the middle? <laughs> no. You would, and, and your team would get no points for that. Because they have to adjust a dial. And if they don't get it in that score part, they score nothing. Wow. Okay. And the other team gets to say, well, I think it's to the left or to the right. So the other team actually has some, you know, kind of. Cow pie is stinky cow pie. So it's, it's, it's in the middle, though. It's not either one. What's something that doesn't really stink but doesn't. You wouldn't either think... really smell great. Okay. Those are, it can be hard if it's in the middle. I got what you're or saying. Or like okay. slightly to the left or slightly to the right. You know, um, I don't. I mean, I don't even know what that is. I guess in my mind, I'm thinking something that smells really good and something that doesn't smell really good on the extremes. And yeah. when they meet in the middle, 
it's is, tough. is where I would is. say I, my clue would be a blanket. That's it. A blanket. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, I don't know if it smells good or not. It depends on if it's been, you know, stanked or someone just washed it. So I'd say if someone said that, I'd put it right in the middle. Like, were oh. you? Were, are you good at this game? Decently. Okay. All right. Um. Like one of the clues, some of the clues are actually pretty funny. Like one was uh, most overrated letter in the alphabet, most underrated letter in the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> that was the hardest one. <laughs> like that's a little extreme. The rest of them were all like reasonable, but kind of fun. Like some of them were funny or whatever. Like uh, like sexy animals <laughs> and unsexy animal. I'm like, I don't find animals that way, but let's, I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess like, a warthog's definitely not or something, right? Maybe. <laughs> a pig just laying around in its own filth. I mean, if you're a warthog, then no. I mean, you're, you're, you're going like, to... It depends on what other... It, it you like on, other types of warthogs. Yeah. yeah. This is an interesting conversation. <laughs> it is. But it was fun? It was really fun. I, I really actually liked it quite a bit. It's ranked uh, 408 overall and 16 in party games. I think this could would probably make a top 10 party game. For me, we're going to do a board game night on Friday night at church. Did you know that? Yeah, you okay. told me. You're not coming, mm-hmm. are you? No. Uh-uh. You never come to anything. Well, uh, probably not. <laughs> Man, we've been so busy nonstop. And it's my schedule is loaded Sean's coming. Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving. Sean's coming. Shout out. Hey, Jonathan and If I can make Stephen, it work, I will. But if you got, I need to tell them. If you, yeah, come, but I will bring this game for sure because it's, I love party games that you can teach in like two seconds and the kids just, they love this. They kept asking to play this again. They just thought it was hilarious and fun. And like, I don't know if I liked as much as they did, but it got, went over fantastic. Wavelength. I'm going to bring on Mars to that game night (laughs) and I'm not going to. I'm not gonna play anything. Let's just play. Let's bring Gloomhaven and let's just play through the whole thing. <laughs> just the two of us. Like, no one else can come play. We would be those two <laughs> weird guys in the corner that haven't put on deodorant in the last several days, and we haven't washed our hair in a week. And we're like, let's let's play Gloomhaven by ourselves. Yikes! All right, I'm talking about one more, and I'll be very brief on this one. Oh. I brought out. I, I needed to play a Marvel games since we didn't get to play Marvel Dice Throne, so I brought out Marvel Splendor. Do you like Splendor? Funny you ask that. I loved Splendor when it came out. Like for what it was, it was like great. And I saw it on a shelf the other day and went, I really need to play that again. Yeah. It's it's fun. We enjoy it. And part of me is thinking with the new duet or duel, whatever it's called, the two player version of of Splendor, I'd like to play that. Marvel is really similar to the original, with a couple of exceptions. One, you're in order to win, you're trying to get 16 points. And have all of the uh, all of the infinity stones, and you get that by you know like in Splendor when you take a card mm-hmm. that you now have a blue or you know if you have a blue. Oh card. my god! Are you serious Sorry. right now? Come on, man. We're recording here. Okay. okay, so you know Splendor, you're trying to you get the cards, and it lets you now have that gem or whatever. Yep. That acts, acts as an infinity stone, so you have to get all five of those cards. Okay. But then you have to get a level three card that at least one that gives you a green gem, a green infinity stone, the time stone. So now you have all the stones, you get 16 points and you um, trigger the end of the game. Whoever has the most points really is, is going to be the winner. The other exception is that you have this floating card, kind of like, I was hoping you would say a floating head, a floating head. Oh man. Not hey, nice. No, I did play a game with a floating head this weekend too. All right. 
But <laughs> now you're now you're intrigued. I'll let you figure out what that game is. Okay. So, you know, in uh, what's a good example? Catan. In Catan, Catan, you have Alice in Wonderland. The longest Wonderland's road. War. Yes. There we go. Nailed it. Catan. In Catan, if you have the longest road, I can go steal that longest road by by having the longest road, and mm-hmm. then you can steal it back. There's that element in this. Some of the cards are going to have an Avenger tag. Okay. And so if you get three Avenger tags, you get to take this point that's worth three points, but it's a temporary point card because somebody else can come and get four tags and they'll steal it from you. And three okay. points in this game is a lot when you're only getting 16 points. And that's it. We played it, a two-player game, my wife and I, and she said, okay, run it back. Okay, run it back. And she was getting a little frustrated because you were beating her. Because I was beating her. But I beat her the first two games. She walloped me the third game. And she was like, okay, let's run it back. And then I walloped won again. You. And then she, I thought she was going to flip the table on the fourth game. I was like, you should have stopped while you're ahead. Yep. That was it. I really like Marvel Splendor. I think what I'm going to do is uh, pick up Duel now. I, I think I'm going to do that. Because we, yeah. we used to play Splendor all the time. Do you have the Splendor expansion? I don't. That was, uh, I think that was part of the target sale, and it was uh, it was narrowed down to I was really thinking about getting that, <sighs> but I haven't played Splendor in a while. When it first really came know out, I played the crud out of Splendor. Do you know what the expansion adds? No, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I took it to a game night like we're doing here. Like I took it to one of these game nights. My box is all destroyed. My stuff looks like crap because I would just wore it out. But I haven't played it in three years. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's still really fun. It holds up. I mean, we we you know you can knock out a game, two player game in fifteen twenty minutes, something like that. So it didn't take that long. I I kind of wish All they right, would have done a I little. I wish they would have done some extra things with it. Like the rule changes were cool. I really like that. But I think. It would have been nice if they had like mission cards. Like if you mm. collect this, all these different sets. So they still do the, if you have three, you know, if you get four purple and four orange cards, you can take that card that gives you three points. So they still have that, but I kind of wish they would have done something more with that, like collecting types of superheroes or villains or whatever. Just, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like, but it's, there's more that could have been done to make it even even more different than the original Splendor. But as it is, I still really like this one. The art's beautiful on this one, too. There you go. All right, let's talk about some reviews. What are we talking about first, John? I don't, I don't know. What are we talking about? You're the one that's... You're kind of like the commander, and I'm the one that just makes jokes. I don't remember how I... Good jokes? We're, Uh-oh. No, fart jokes. <laughs> What am I doing? I can't do it with the headset on. You did. The last one was going to be good, and then you giggled. <laughs> That's it. Okay. We're, We're going to take the headset off. Let's talk and about... Now I'm, out of, now I'm out of breath. <laughs> Let's talk about It's a Wonderful Kingdom. Woo. All right, so It's a Wonderful World is a game that came out how many years ago, Dean? Three years ago? Four years ago? We can probably look at our episode list and we, see. We played it for the first time at Tennessee Game Days. Do you remember that? With Jonathan and Wendy. 2019 is when it came out. Not there that long ago. So three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we played it with Jonathan and Wendy for the first time, and I remember you know, playing that game, cool little engine building game that you're drafting cards and it's going fast, and I'm like, wow, this is cool. And Dean was like, meh. Remember that? No, I enjoyed it. Yeah, you, you, it you enjoyed it, but you weren't like you weren't jacked up about it. I think I gave it a seven and a half. Maybe. Yeah. No, it's fine. 
But like I was pretty jacked up, and Jonathan was pretty jacked up, and uh, I can't remember about Wendy, but we were really liking it. Oh yeah, I came right home. I bought it immediately. I think that it was on my top fifty that year, at the very bottom of it. Um, and I've owned it, and I still own it, and I still play it once a year, maybe once a year or something. My wife, my wife really likes that game. She gets it out. So I hear there's a two player version of this. It's a Wonderful Kingdom, and Dean. It has modules. I mean, like, my mind is going... Wow, okay. Yeah. Man, you've already given your review. That's John. That's. I mean, that's that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm, I'm ready to go. And then I play the game. Well, why don't you tell us how said game playing. plays? I know. I was just trying to build up the drama. That was good. That was a good build up. Ah, you know. It's, uh, that's what I do. I don't, I don't do much else. I don't really have good thoughts about the games. I just build up drama. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, in this game, if you've played It's a Wonderful uh, World, you are drafting cards, kind of, but it's not really drafting now. It's I split, you choose. and But it has a lot of similarities to where you're getting cubes, you're discarding cards, getting cubes to build, you know, the things, whatever they are, buildings or whatever, into your city, uh, the grand bazaars and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what you're going to do instead of just, you know, taking a card and handing it off, because if you're playing two players, I guess that's kind of boring is what they were probably thinking. You are going to take two cards and just put them on each side of this middle board. Then you're going to take two cards in your hand and you are going to place them wherever the heck you want to place them. You could place them both on one side. Now there's three cards and one card, three cards on one side, one card on the other. And Dean's going to pick, well, which whole side does he want? But hey, there's a catch. There's a, it's a trap. There could be. It's a trap. trap. Uh, you have two trap tokens. Whoa, what are you dropping? Good night. There goes your phone. You're going to destroy it like mine. <laughs> I dropped a 30-pound weight on mine yesterday, and it's shattered. It looks ridiculous. But if you play a trap card or token or whatever, you get to play a card onto one of the sides flipped upside down to where no one knows what it is. And here's the thing. Whenever you start off the round, you all have eight cards, and one of them is a Calamity, which is negative four points. So you could be sliding a Calamity under there, and if Dean takes it, he's going to lose four points at the end of the game. Or maybe you slide your best card, and you're like, I don't want Dean to see what this is. I don't want him to get that. I think that that's super intriguing. We'll talk about you know how I feel about it. But everything else was really similar to It's a Wonderful World. You do have like the uh, the bonuses that you're going to get. <laughs> Little tokens that you're going to get if you produce the most of each resource. But then also there are three modules with this game. There's a quest module where you have to fulfill the final quest or you just lose the game. Like if you don't fulfill this quest of like 15 or 12 power tokens or whatever they're called, guess what? You, ain't, you don't you get nothing. Um, there's also a module with advisors which we'll talk about that as we talk about the gameplay, I think. And then one with like a vermin and stuff coming in and coming at you, which is the only one that I haven't played and the one I was actually most excited about playing. Let's just talk about the game. Uh, art and components. Art and components, Dean. Art is beautiful in this. Components. Components are, are good. It's all uh, good. Are, you know, not just good, but better than good, I would say. They have these acrylic cubes, which are really beautiful. Um... Yeah, the card thickness is is nice. All you know, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah, and for by the way, this is the regular retail version of this. I'm actually on the Kickstarter page looking at it uh, because you have the the trap tokens are metal in the legendary legends edition or whatever it so, is. Without a doubt, if I would have had that version, it would be rated at least a half a point higher than what you're going to rate it. 
Me? You're yeah. saying that I would give it a... Yes. No. <laughs> no. Although the, the components are nice. It does have this conquest board. Are you sure? Are you, or are you 100% sure? Are you 100% staying with that answer? Spy cards. There's lots of good stuff in here. But yeah, maybe maybe not. I don't know. It's it's pretty it's a pretty production, but you don't need it. I don't you don't need the the deluxe version of this. It's not different enough. I don't from what I'm seeing anyway, it doesn't seem to be that way. Well, there you go. Uh and I want to go along with saying I agree with everything Dean said. This game is on like game nerds and all those card houses. Some of those I think there's like 30 Two to thirty-six dollars on Miniature Mart. There, it's thirty-six dollars. Super affordable for like for what it is. They put a lot of good quality components, amazing art in the box. Uh, it's I love getting those games that you're paying like thirty something bucks and you're like, why can't all games do this? But there are reasons and all that kind of stuff. I don't love the central board in this one, but I don't care enough about that. You know what I mean? It's. What do you not love about it? Just I don't the know. Art I, I don't love the, the I don't shape. love the art on it in the same way. The shape of it, it's kind of weird. It's this diamond shape mm-hmm. that I'm not quite sure. I guess it's pointing to whoever's turn it is. The the token on there that says which player is really small. But that's that's a nitpicky thing. I don't care enough about the central board for it to to really have I'm good with it. Yeah. Yeah. I well, like it. Overall I think it's a good production. I think though. it's great. Uh I'd give that a very high score if we scored. Maybe we should score our components and stuff. That would be more interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. We'll see. That's something to think about. Hey, if you think that would be cool for us to do, then let us know. Would you? There's a lot of stuff in this Kickstarter version that I'm seeing that I didn't see. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Okay. His, he might go up a full point by the time this is over, just looking at that stuff. Does yours Okay, we didn't... Okay, well, we can't talk about this now. We didn't play with all the modules, right? No. This has a conquest board that we did not play with. Conquest in the games board. that we play, okay, but that might just be a Kickstarter thing. Okay, well, let's talk about the gameplay then. Okay, what'd you think about it? I've talked for quite a while. It seems like the conquest board is similar to those cards where you're trying to get these different quests that you're doing okay. or whatever. Anyway, I don't know. Um, so th- the gameplay, it's has the same feel of it's a wonderful world in the sense that you are you know building up these cards. That part mm-hmm. feels exactly the same, right? Just putting those cubes out. The production, all of that feels exactly the same. The The part that feels very different is the ice split you choose. That's the mm-hmm. big separation between these games. And yeah. the, we've talked about this off the air, but the ice split you choose mechanism in games is not always my favorite, but I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy animals on board. I think that's a fun one. I enjoy zoo... Uh, blah, 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 blah. I want to say Zootopia. What's what that about game called? Uh it was fine, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't love it. I, I. I probably. I don't know. I don't know what I gave that score. But anyway, I. What is the game I'm thinking of? Zoo. Zoolander. Yeah. Honestly, the only things going through my mind are Zoolander and Zootopia. Zooloretto. There we go. That, has has the the uh, eye split you choose. Kind of. It's a little bit different. I'm just taking a tile and putting it in a location. This one, I think, does it well. Mm-hmm. Is is okay. I mean, it's. It can be kind of frustrating, and it all balances out. But but I pick you choose can be a very frustrating piece in general, you know, because you're like, I really really want this thing, but mm-hmm. I have to make it appealing to you. But I don't want to make it too appealing to give you too much, and then you end up taking what I need, and I get stuck with stuff I don't want, yeah. which is can be frustrating. The the twist on it in this one comes from those trap cards, so trap or trap tokens where you can. Yeah 
trap them with a Calamity card or bluff and put an excellent card under the trap token, hoping that they'll stay away from it so that you can get it the next round. Yeah. I, I, I think that's an interesting mechanism. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that that's probably my favorite part about the ice split you choose in this game is those are the trap tokens is the bluffing part of it. Because I think that if it didn't have that, it would be much less exciting. Much less exciting. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'll get this. Or, like, it, it, so I think that was a really brilliant move for them to do that. Um, yeah. So let, I guess we'll talk about that part about the game. It's, I kind of don't want to get into that. Uh, let me hit on a few other things, a few things first, and then I want to go back to the I split you choose part of the game. Um, I think that, the, you know, it works very similar to It's a Wonderful World. Like, if you like the way that that game plays out, the getting the cubes and stuff like that, you'll like it here. And I do. I like that. I think that's fun. I like the I like the engine building. I like how you have to ha- make hard cuts in this game. I didn't last game I played. I mean, I did terrible last game we played, Dean. You got, I mean, like, negative points it or was something? Like, it was like, I'm usually really good at this game. The first time we played it, I won. I beat Jonathan the first time we played it. That never hardly happens. Like, I'm usually, this is like my jam. Yesterday, I just took a dump on the table. Oof. It was terrible. Eek. Yeah, it happens sometimes. More poop jokes, huh? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, leaning um, into I usually like that, and I did like that in this game. That was really cool. I really like, always like the who produces more. And this is where I Dean whipped me because he kept beating me in this badly. Um, I like how whoever produces more gets the little tokens. And the tokens are a lot more interesting in this game than they are in the It's a Wonderful World. It's a Wonderful World is just a, a dude and a girl, and they just mostly just give you extra points, and you can get multipliers and stuff. In this game... Have the, you played the expansion stuff? Because I, I don't know no, if that changes no, in the expansion. No, I might have. That's okay. a good point. That's yeah. a good point. I haven't. It, I, don't, I have no clue. It might not, but... My hunch yep. is it probably has. They probably have some effect in that. I'm sure that's right. That you're probably right about that. But in this game, they, it's not that exciting in the base without adding any modules because they're just kind of tokens that help you build more cards and stuff like that. Uh, but in the modules, everything revolves around those tokens uh, uh, mostly, right? So a lot revolves around them. So in the quests, like I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked at every quest, but at the end of the game, Dean and I, I think Dean had to do like what? What do you have to do to fulfill your final quest? 12 of those tokens plus have two blue cards. Okay. And I had I had just 15 of those tokens, which took me everything to get those stinking cuz Dean kept beating me on everything. Um anyway, but there's also like advisors module, so we played with that and that's like you're getting these Advisors that it may say, like, during production, if you give up four of these tokens, you can get four more yellow production. Or you can get rid of a calamity. Or you can change one of the cards out or something. So I think that's really cool. I, but in that module, I've, I, I thought the questing module was fine. It's good. It's cool. It's super simple. The advisors is cool, but I feel like you can get way too many advisors. And it just kind of is like, why do I have, by the end of it, I've got like five or six advisors that's just it's just too many in my IMO. I, feel the same I way? would agree with that. Well, part of it's it's weird because when you play with both of those modules, when you are the advisors, you don't use them as much because you have to save those tokens for your questing to be able to win. That's that's interesting. Although I don't want to necessarily play with only one or the other because I think that makes your decisions yeah. more challenging. But yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't play the other one yet, even though I've played several times. And that's one where th- there's things basically kind of attacking at you and you have to fend them off with stuff. Uh, so I think that's kind of cool. I just, my wife doesn't like games like that generally. So we didn't get a chance to play that. And 
yeah. And then with Dean, I just didn't choose that module. So uh, all that is cool. I, I tend to really like games where you're, you know, can add like a simple module to it. Like Wolfgang Warsh. We mentioned that like Taverns and Tiefenthal and stuff like that. I usually like that. And I liked that in this game. I wouldn't say that I haven't played the third one. I don't, I don't think either of the modules like blew my mind. Like I was like, Oh, that's so cool. It changes everything. Um, I thought that they were both fine. The the biggest challenge, the biggest thing that I personally didn't love with my own taste in games, and I'm going to go back to this, uh, with all the excitement I had for this game, is the I Split You Choose piece. I think that it's cool in a two-player game to do something different than just drafting cards, but I just felt like it really slowed the pace of this game down, and that was one of the things I liked tremendously about the original was it was so fast. Get a card, pass a card, get a card, pass a card. Decide what you're putting into your city, right? Like, I felt like in the original It's a Wonderful World, I'm just doing something constantly. Here, there's definitely some downtime, especially whenever you get a hand, you have a hand of eight cards, they're split, you know, already one on each side, and you're trying to decide, okay, let me look through all these, let me think which ones I need, which ones I don't really want. Okay, let me put them on each side, but also let me think I have this Calamity card that I need to get rid of at some time, right? And I, I, I don't think that it just slows the game down huge amounts, but enough to where I just didn't like the pacing of the game as much, as, even though I think I like almost everything else better about it. But what I really liked a lot about the original was a fast card drafting engine builder. It is true. It didn't do, the first one didn't do anything that blew my mind. It was just... Oh, this is cool. I can play this pretty quick. It's, you know, and even though the time isn't that much different in games, like the the t- total game length, well, it took us in our last game with a mo- with two modules to play uh, about an hour, um, which is it is longer. Yeah, it's, it's longer. It does speed up. So th- from the from the previous game, it took a lot longer. You know, where we I was really having to sit and look at all the cards and. This time I felt more confident in what I was doing, so I do feel like it moved quicker, but you're 100% right on that. I think it does slow it down quite a bit compared to the other game. The other the other issue that I have with the game, and this is a this is a me thing. By the way, it's me, it's not it's not you, it's me. It is it is me on this one for sure. Because I don't think this bothers people as much. How many girlfriends did you break up with that line? <laughs> thousands? Thousands, yeah, thousands. Okay, uh-huh. Continue. All right, so is the when you are building or have, I'm sorry having to make the decision to recycle or to build with these cards mm-hmm. it's a challenge for me in the same way that terraforming mars is what i compared this to this game is nothing like terraforming mars but the piece that it relates to is whenever i have to decide in terraforming mars when you have all these cards and you have to decide which ones you want to buy to keep mm-hmm. or which ones you you know you don't you're not going to hold on to I really struggle with those decisions. And oftentimes I end up with a lot more cards than what I actually need. <laughs> yeah. This one, I struggle in the same way where I'm deciding, okay, I don't want to have too many things that I build, but I also need to have enough so that when I produce, I've got a place to put these cubes. So I'm not losing them. You're not mm-hmm. losing them. You're still going to get to keep them, but they're not as valuable if you, if you don't put them onto those cards to yeah. build. Those decisions are really difficult for me, and I'm not as good at that. And that that's a reason why both of these games get knocks for me. I've been playing the other I one. I love those decisions. Yeah, I get that. And you I think a don't. lot of people really do. I yep. think it just ends up being more frustrating to me than it than it needs to be. There you go. Not enough in Terraforming Mars for me to not like that game, but it's 
it's a it's a, something in my head doesn't click on what I should keep. It's yeah, I just want to keep everything. Except right? yesterday, it worked out pretty well. It did, but I still don't think I scored a ton. And then at the end of the game, I had leftover cubes that I could have used to build yeah. cards, but I didn't hold on to those. So yeah, anyway, okay. there you go. I'm ready for my final thoughts. Yeah, go for it. Oh yeah, I've been playing. It's a wonderful world online a lot. We have a, a residents of Meeple Town play group. <laughs> Is that what you call it? You mention this every episode. Yeah, I'm throwing that on there. We've been playing It's a Wonderful <laughs> World on there. That's and good. I, I play with whoever on, you know, not just residents of Meeple Town. I've got the other uh, Chuck's Gateway Gaming Group and, and, and other random people. But this one we've been playing a lot of. I think this one's slot. No, it is. This one's sliding for me. I'm looking back and I had originally rated as 7.5. And it's it's knocked down to probably around a six for me, which is it means it's a. Let me read what this says. Six is an okay game. Some fun or challenge at least will play sporadically if in the right mood. Mm-hmm. It changes when it's online because you can play as many games you know online as you want, and you're not yeah. really losing amount of time. It's a wonderful kingdom. I think I like the system better, mm-hmm. but it's still not like it's still not great for me. Yeah, you know, there, there, yeah. So. Six and six for the other one. I'm at a six and a half on It's a Wonderful Kingdom. The part I struggle wow. with is there's a lot so of other games. So you're not usually willing to play it. That would be seven. Yeah, I'm I'm between that. Gotcha. I, I'm somewhere between okay game. I'll play in the right mood, or I'll I'm usually willing to play. It's it's just there's other games I would rather play if given the option. I mm-hmm. much prefer Seven Wonders and Seven Wonders Duel to this combination. So if I'm given the option, I would always choose Seven Wonders Duel over this. Even though they're very different games, mm-hmm. they still fall in that same category. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. I have not played with all the modules, and I've not played with the expansions on It's a Wonderful World. Some of that might really change for me. It just there's not enough going on for these. I don't I don't know. I don't get It's a Wonderful World. It being ranked 138 overall and a 7.8. That yeah. I, I just don't get I've, it. Maybe it's I've, the expansion stuff that, that people love. No, I think that it is, and it is what kind of drew me in originally is, it's a game that is, I think, gateway level, basically close to it, and that you can play with a lot of people that it's lickety-split card drafting. People love card drafting. I mean, Sushi Go. I right? love card drafting. Yeah. But it's card drafting mixed with engine building. Two, two mechanics that people really love. You know what else has that? What? Seven Wonders. Not that it has to... Which I, I know. I, you can't not make the comparison, I feel like, because no, they are very similar. In but that. I think mo- I think a lot of people would say that Seven Wonders is better, and that's why it's ranked higher. Yeah. This is yeah, still yeah. really good. Yeah. I, I'm with you. And I guess it doesn't have to... Because I love one doesn't mean I don't have to love the other right. one. It's just this that's one exactly right. falls a lot shorter in that in the categories that I care yeah. about. So, I, I yeah, I've, I've kind of retreated a little bit back on my original probably eight and a half I had on it's a wonderful world. I don't know what it is. Maybe I, I, maybe I should get the expansions. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was the novelty of it, of quick, fast engine building that it just didn't stick to where I, I still like it. It's still fine. I like this game, but I'm selling it because I, I just, I don't, it's, I don't like the pacing of it as much as the original. I like the idea of the modules um. Yeah, it just doesn't do anything for me that I'm getting super jacked up about. I think there are a lot of people that's really going to like this game, Dean. 
Oh, I think yeah. There's a yeah. lot of I people so. who who it's a two player only. I, did I say that? Have we said that? <laughs> I hope that you said that at the beginning. Yikes. Anyway, I don't think I. I don't know if I did, and so I apologize if you listen to this whole thing. And one to two player, you can solo this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I should have mentioned that as well. But two player only, or one or two player version. I think I did say a two player version of it, but who cares? I, I, I was excited about it. And it was, it's, it's a good, it's a really good design. It's, this is why this is like hard for me, but there's just something about it that I'm going to go, okay, there's plenty of other games. I'd rather play seven wonders all day long. You know, I'm going to go seven out of 10. I'm usually willing to play it. I think, I think if there was a two player setting and someone's like, let's play it. I think, yeah, that's cool. I like that game. That's fine. Let's play it. But I don't think I would, I'll, I would suggest it. I think there's plenty other two player only games that I would suggest seven wonders duel or whatever over it you know acrotiri i mean i can just name a bunch of them that i would suggest over it all day long yeah me too me too um, but yeah. but like you said there are going to be a lot of people that love this i it has the same feels of it's a wonderful world so yeah. if you're like seven wonder uh, sorry it's a wonderful world is one of my favorite games i think you're probably really gonna like this i i, I agree i think I, it's i yeah. prefer the two-player version but overall it's 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 an above average game. I think it's a fun game. It's just not one I want to play all the time either. So that's fair. Yep. So it's a wonderful kingdom. John gives that a seven. I give it a six and a half. Now let's talk about Carnegie. Okay. We're going to be talking about Carnegie, which is a game that, (laughs) you know, John, you tell me sometimes, Hey Dean, you got to stop playing games on board game arena. Yes. That you don't know what you're doing. Here it goes. Carnegie is one of those games. So, you know, every episode you say, Hey, there's a meeple time, blah, blah. Every episode we go, Hey Dean, stop playing games only on board game arena that you don't know all the rules to. And then saying, "Eh." yep. I'm still in the middle of that teach you game, which is a stupid oh game. Oh my gosh, teach you is so good. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I need to read the rules. There's another one I'm playing too, and I don't know the rules. Get too. the app. It's two ninety nine. I have the app. I had Ryan download the app of Teach You, Ryan Kellum. He uh-huh. plays it all the time and loves it. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about Carnegie, and Carnegie is a game where you are doing lots of stuff. You are building up your business, you are giving money to charities you are um trying to take your income from the different and and place out your influence in the different areas of the map and ultimately trying to be the one with the most points at the end of the game so how this works is on your turn you are going to be uh you're going to be moving the marker along the track by the way i don't know any of the terminology on this i didn't read the rules on this um, Dean said right before we did this, like, uh, what about terminology on this game? Because you've actually read the rules, I think, right? Yes. Okay. Anyway. I, every time Dean teaches me a game, I go back and read the rules because there's generally something that he left out. And, and if I, I teach you a game, you should probably do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can miss some rules we play too. Ma- we sure. play too many games. We, but I think that we both do a good job of not messing it up too bad. Yeah. But there's oh, always yeah. like a little something where like, mm. even on the Spirit Island thing, I'll, I messed something up yesterday, by the way. But continue. Okay, so the tr- by the tracks, I mean you are moving up the human resource uh, spot or you're going to go into management or construction or research and development, your R&D track. Um, it's, sorry, I keep saying tracks. You're moving on up the next location. It's kind of a track, but not exactly. And you're also going to take income whenever you do that or 
and or you're going to put money into a, a charity. So how that works, let's say I wanted to take the human resource action. Well, I will move up in that track. That will also allow me to either take the income for a specific area and then whatever track I'm moving up on, if it is the human resource track, then I'll take those uh, actions. So basically everyone has their own building that they have these different office building uh, office rooms in. And anytime someone takes an action, you activate all of the symbols in your, your building that you can. So for example, if I take the human resource action, it's going to allow me to move my employees around based on how many workers I have in, do, in the different office buildings with that human resource icon. I hope that makes a little bit of sense. You move your... I fell asleep when you said human resources. So, like, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> what, what great game good, doesn't oh, have human resources, oh. right? Um, Toby? Toby Flinderson? <laughs> is, he, is he in this game? <laughs> so why you would move I your, hate human resources. <laughs> all right. So why you would take the human resources movement action is so that you can get your workers in position to activate them whenever the different offices activate later in the game. Okay. Management is going to allow you to um, acquire goods and money and then build new departments. So that's going to be the way that you can build new new rooms into your office building. The construction action is going to allow you to build projects out onto the board. And that's interesting how that works. I'm not really going to explain all that, but basically you're going to take disc off of your, your board and put them onto the map. And that's going to help with your income throughout the game. And then research and development is going to allow players to design new projects and then develop these different networks, um, Anyway, that's that's kind of how that works. Mm -hmm. The big part, though, is you're wanting to take your disc and put them out on the map so that you can have more slots available on your little slidey board, and that's going to give you more and more income, income for money, income for cubes, and income for your um, uh, point, sorry, point engine income. And then once you get all of the disc, I'm sorry, the, the little hex thing slid all the way over to the side of the board where you've taken all those actions a certain amount of time then you're going to add up your points and see who has the most and that player is going to be the winner this is a really difficult game to explain in a short there's version. a lot of pieces yeah, yeah that moving parts let's and again just go, let's just i've never it. read the book i've only played it with steph hodge she taught it and then i taught john from that play yeah so, okay anyway i like it all right okay uh, art and components. Okay. Okay. Here, here we go. Absolutely fantastic. No, listen. Okay. Except I played the deluxe version the first time, and it was amazing, amazing production through the roof. And then I played your nonsense version. Okay. The let me. Ian O'Toole <laughs> did the art, and he killed it as he always does. Yes, art's great. Now I do have one of my player pieces is just like half piece, half link, that was just it's terrible. They miss. They didn't misprint it because it's a wood piece, but it's. I've had that happen in games. Before. I hate when that happens. I do too, it's especially when it's like my favorite color, yellow, and I'm like, dang it. And most publishers, if you say something, will send you a. A, a lot of publishers will. Let's yeah. say that we'll be like, yeah, that's cool, but you know, for something like that, I'm just like, whatever. I I think the iron components are fantastic. I don't care what Dean says. No, you're absolutely right. The, the R and components are great. It's just when you play that deluxe version, it's not so. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's it's so so well done. John's like, "Hey, feel this hefty gear token. Doesn't this feel nice?" And I'm like, "No, it's stupid wood. And this other one's made out of like 
I don't know. But they slide Peter, in it's and made out, out of solid so well. <laughs> like everything slides beautifully, all that kind of stuff. It does. The biggest thing that I like better in the deluxe version, by the way, is the money tokens, which are still cardboard, but they're shiny. And it looks like Andy's mints all over the board, which makes me hungry and my mouth water. So maybe I prefer the retail version so I'm not so hung- hungry the whole time. There you go. Yeah, great production, though. This is a beautiful game all around. Yep. All right, so let's talk about the gameplay. Yep. Okay. Well, first of all, it, I don't know if you said, but the designer is Xavier Horhees. So, like, he has done some games that I'm a pretty pretty big fan of, Twa and Ginkopolis, which both are in my top 50. He also did Turn A, uh, which I thought was fine. Nothing great. Uh, Black Angel kind of had the same type of feeling about. Like I was like, okay, yeah, it's cool, but didn't do anything crazy. And I haven't played Carson City. Have you? I have not. Okay. I'll, I'll play it with you online, though. We don't have to read the rules. We can just play. There you go. Well, that's not all. I don't think he has a like, Trois Dice and stuff like that. You know, and there's some other games, which was good. That was really cool. So I, I really like him. So I was, I was extremely excited about this game. Jonathan really loved it, right? Steph Hodge. He played it like four times in a week. Yeah, really loved it. And so I was very, very excited about it. Um, So that's the drama part that I build up. Uh, And it has some really interesting pieces to it. Um, The way that the meeples, the actions play out, I think are really interesting. Um, I like how when Dean selects an action, we're both going to do it. And I think that that leads to some really interesting, like, tactical decisions because not only are we going to both do the action because I could look over and go oh okay I have three of those types of building Dean only has one right now maybe I should take this action now before he goes and gets another building of that type and has more action and has more power but not only that when you move that token over it's also going to set off the opportunity to you know your engine whether that be in the midwest or in the west or the south or wherever it is so if i see dean doesn't have a meeple in the west then oh that's juicy i could take that right now i've got more actions that i can do and on top of that dean's not even going to get that engine yes please even if i don't want to super take that action at the moment tactically seems like that would be probably the best move. And I think that that's kind of fun. Yeah. But now what it is, it can be is frustrating for, for the if, other player. if you're the first time playing this, you might not know some of those nuances to play the game. Yeah. And, and you do, you want to spread your workers out on the board a little bit more to be able to take the income. You want to be able to move up on the tracks yeah. on the board, which in, increase your income from those different areas. Yep. If you've not played it before, you might not know that that's something you want to do. Cause sometimes you want to focus in a specific area and you can't always do that on the map of this board. In fact, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think you should. That's a that's a thing. So I agree. Like, there's a lot of like Euro style games where like you really need to focus heavy on one side or the other, like a piece. And if you don't, and you spread yourself really thin, you won't score a lot of points. I think one of the cool things that he did about this game is I think you do have to pay attention to everything because it all interlocks. Yeah. Not that you can't specialize in a certain area or whatever, but like, for example, these little sliders that pull out of your board. That's kind of like your. Uh, it's it's engine building, but also the discs. So whenever you slide one out, you put a disc on there. In order to put you know cities out or buildings out on the map, you have to have discs on that part of it. And so like you have to you have to line things up and plan it all ahead. Yes. So like you can't go. I could go. Well, I want to put a bunch of discs out, and then go. Oh shoot! I haven't slid my slider out very much. I can only do two. Or uh, my building. I've only moved meeples only over there because I like the action selection where like. 
it's based on, you know, that symbol. And then also based on how many meeples I've put into those buildings. So there's a lot of planning ahead kind of thing, but it's, it's not really overwhelming. A lot of planning ahead though, going, okay, I better have these ducks in a row before I do this. But no, Dean took that action before my ducks are in a row. Shoot. I'm not going to be that powerful here. I think that that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's fun. Yeah. And again, there's a learning curve to this game. The first time you play it, if you if you're playing with other people who know what they're doing, you might not do so well, which is yeah. which is okay. But what did that happened to you? It did, uh, Steph. I, I got destroyed by both players in that first game, and I just part of it. I had a migraine in that one that I Ooh. played. I, that wasn't the first time playing, but I, that doesn't help. But anyway, in that game particularly, it was it was rough, and I just did terrible in it. But what it does, it, what it can do, maybe you can just get real frustrated and never want to play again. What it did for me is make me think, oh man, there's so many things I wish that I would have done differently in this yeah. game. But you can make some really critical mistakes in this game mm-hmm. that can really frustrate you. And for I, sure. And, and I, I would get that. But for me, it just challenged me to make me want to do that much better the next time I played it. Yeah, I like my wife when we were playing, she... She didn't like, I don't think she was managing her meeples as well as she could have, but it's your first time that you're playing the game. Like you can't, that's why Dean was saying, like, I think the first time you don't, both Dean and I had an experience in this where we liked the game much better the second time we played it. Yes. Yep. Because you you do catch yourself. It is kind of punishing if you don't have the right things at the right time and other people are just like, oh yeah, I know this and they have it. Like you're just going to get whipped. Like, yeah. I think that that's like, I agree with you hundred percent Dean. And it can be frustrating when you're like, Oh, I don't have the discs. Oh, I forgot about that. And like, I think the first time you're playing it, you could say that fairly frequently, right? Like, Oh man, I forgot about this or I forgot about that. Oh man. If I would have had that lined up, I would have been a whole lot more optimal on, you know, X, Y, or Z. So, um, yeah, I, I, I but when you're playing the second time, it's not that heavy. I mean, they've got a 3.79. That's, you think that's a little high for how heavy this game is, or you think that's about right? No, I would even maybe put it a little right. bit. Okay, I would put it a little higher, right. honestly. Maybe that's right. The, the teach isn't too bad, but just knowing how everything works together and stuff is like super important. Yeah, yeah. I would, in fact, earlier plays, I didn't, you know how I am. I don't always love heavier games, and I put this in a heavy game category for me. And uh, it was a turnoff a little bit, the first play or two, I think. And then I once I kind of got it, then it started to make more sense, and I started to enjoy it more and more. So, so yeah, I, I would say that weight is is on par, or maybe if, me personally, I'd probably put it at more like a four. But yeah, uh, I, okay, I, that's I'm, just, that's I don't just know a me thing. I'm, yeah, I, I just feel like the rules aren't so bad. So I guess my brain was putting it around a three and a half. You know, um, it is a longer game too. So two to three hours is what it says online. You can play a two player game faster than two hours. I would say, wouldn't you say mm-hmm. you can probably yes. do that? But I have played a three-hour, three-player game of this. And so that was with some, you know, interruptions in the middle or whatever. But just something to know going into it. Yeah. I'm ready to go ahead and give my final thoughts on this. So I really kind of struggle with this, John. Early plays, I think I would probably be more at like a six, six and a half. The more I've played this, I've enjoyed it more and more. We're talking about it. Wow. I'm I'm looking at the board. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, oh, I I want to play this game. I agree with you. It's one of those that I keep, that I'm looking at going, man. I want to play that again. Yeah. Here's here's why I'm at on the game right now. I'm at an eight right now. 
who knows where this will go. I don't think I'm going to get a ton of plays of this. I don't own this one. You own this one. So I guess if I play, I'll play with you. I think I'm not going higher because it's, it's one that I just don't think I'm going to get to the table enough to, to warrant it going up to that higher level. That being said, the gameplay itself is it's really, really well done. It's such a clever design. I love how all of the pieces work together. And we didn't even really mention the the charity piece of this when you're donating money to these different projects. Mm-hmm. And those are going to be in-game sc- scoring pieces. That's really fun and allows for a lot of player interaction. There is a lot of player interaction in this game I, anyway. That was my, in my final thoughts was I was going to, we were going to, I was going to say there's a decent amount of player interaction here. And I think that there's enough. Yes, you could play quote unquote mean, like with the action selection. Because people ask me that a lot. Like and, and with the map. You can be really mean in this game, I think. Like you could purposely block things out. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. It depends on the player count, though. It might not. Yeah, you hosing someone else, especially in the, more than like if you're playing three or four, could really hose you, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. But anyway, I'm going to stay at an eight on this one. Part of me even wants to go a little higher. This is yeah. a really fun game. Really I like good. this one quite a bit. Yeah, so player interaction is, is is pretty cool in this game. I like the way that that works out. Um, I like having to kind of line up the pieces of the puzzle. I like the way the action selections work, where you're moving meeples into department stores based on movement ability. And then whenever you you know go move the action selection piece over, and you're like, okay, I get to activate all these types of buildings that I have. And then you're building out your actions by getting new buildings, you know? And I think that that's really cool. Um Ah, this is this is tough. I I really like this game, um, but I I don't think it's at this like amazing level for me personally that it has been for a lot of people. Like that, it's just like this is just incredibly good. Uh, I'm I'm fighting. I, I'm going to go ahead and give this eight and a half out of ten, okay. which is very good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would definitely recommend this game. Um, but it doesn't kind of go into this like elite level. Now, maybe that's because I just need to play it more. I, I, I have liked it more the more I've played it. I think what's holding it back just a hair for me is it the length of the game. Uh, and maybe that would actually shorten up, you know, over time. Uh, like that, that two to three hours. Like, I was talking to Dean about this. I, I typically gravitate towards dry euros as we would, you know, as people would call them. However, I don't like them as much when they are long games, which is why I really like stuff on Feld because I feel like his games are generally in that hour to hour and a half jam. Oh, I feel like they end really perfectly. Um, whenever you have kind of a – and this this does this feel thematic to you? It doesn't feel super thematic. Like maybe a little because you're building things, I don't but think not it's, really. I don't think it's unthematic. It's not because you have a department store and stuff. But I don't – there's a difference in – sucked into the theme right 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 and you know like we'll we'll talk about next we're gonna have some comments about spirit island right in that you do get you get kind of enthralled in the theme right i'm trying to fight these people off and how do i do this and like it's like you're so it's not one of those types of game but for a euro game it definitely has some theme to it and but i'm saying like that's why i'm gonna kind of it's not super elite yet isn't because i can see this one and I almost gave this an eight because I could see this one being a really cool, solid Euro that I just, it fades. You know, over time, I just don't really think about it. Sure. There's plenty of other ones that have, you know, the mechanics are cool though. Yeah. 
you know, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight and a half, but that's a real like soft eight and a half. If I could do 8.25, that's what I would give it. Okay. All right. Well, I still think we, it, that's high praise from both of us. Yeah, eight for I mean, me. It was really, it was great, you know, to art and all that. It's a fun game. Yeah. Eight for me, eight and a half from John. Let's move on to our final review of Horizons of Spirit Island. All right. So let's talk about um, Horizons of Spirit Island. Now we are not going to do a full on review of this and like talk about all the gameplay and all that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to talk about just some generalities, some differences in between this and 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 uh, Spirit Island. But if you've never played either one, I do think that we want to hit it at that angle as well. Um, so in this game, basically, there's these uh, you know invaders that are coming in to colonize this island, and there are the people of the island, the Dahan or Dahan, and you know we don't want people coming in and in, in taking away the peace of the land, right? But we are saying that as spirits. And so we don't want that peace to go away. So we're going to scare the crap out of them. Oh, yeah. We don't want We're going to steal so much fear into them. Sometimes you have to fight to keep the peace. Is that right? Yeah. Or is this, no. or is that right? It's not right. We're just So are we saying we want to keep the, we want to. No, we're, t- we're, you're destroying them. You're scaring them. Like, oh, we are destroying yeah, them too. That are. is true. That's true. So we don't want them to destroy us. So we're going to destroy them first. <laughs> is that the right way to do things? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Who Anyways, knows? it's a board game. So, so over the, during the game, constantly invaders are coming in and you were able to see where, which types of land over the, on the map they're going to be invading, whether that's the coastland or the jungle or whatever. So you, you know, ahead of time, what's happening. And they're going to be ravaging the land, which means actually attacking the land and attacking the Dahan and can at Dahan. And you can actually get blighted. The land can get blighted, which is one of the losing ways you can lose this game is if there's too much blight that gets out on the map. Um, they're also like expanding out on the map and doing different things like that. And you're constantly with a deck of cards, you know, choosing, you're putting your little presence out your spirit presence out on the map and you're spreading it across the map while you're playing cards based on energy that you have and because you have most uh, most of the cards cost energies there's some that cost zero energy and uh yeah i don't know you're kind of doing that you're the symbols can kind of line up and do different things if you get it you can get powerful actions you do have asymmetry going on with your spirits they have asymmetric powers and different things like that but you're trying to Wipe them out. Over the course of the game, the more fear you instill, the easier the win condition gets. So at first, you got to wipe them completely off the map, which is probably never going to happen. Maybe. Maybe it does. Um, secondly, you know, anyways, it gets easier. So um, I think everyone knows that's listened to us before. We are pretty big fans of Spirit Island. We did. I'm just looking back on here, John. We did a review of this two years ago. Some sometime two years ago, you gave this an eight and I gave this a nine. Spirit Island itself, not Horizons, obviously, because it just came out. But does that still hold up for you? You think you're? I think it would be way higher now. Way higher. I think it would be top fifty for me now. Okay, it was in my top fifty, and it was not there this year. But it was one of those where I just hadn't played it in a while. But it's a really good game. Yeah. So what happened? Probably a nine. Well, what happened with Spirit Island for me was I played several games to prep for that, but I didn't read the rules. And Dean did. And so the way the 
invaders came in and stuff, I kind of just defaulted to letting Dean just kind of run that. And like, could be like, and I didn't really wrap my mind around right, how right. all that happens. So I, w- I felt a little out of sorts. Like I was like, I think I really like this, but I'm, what's happening here? And, you know, and so I think that, yeah, because of that, I didn't give it as high as it actually would be. Now, so the Horizons of Spirit Island. So let's go over to this. This is a Target only, right? An exclusive. And it is in a much smaller box at a smaller price tag. The box cover art, I don't like. Can I just say that? You did just Oops. say that. I don't hate it. And it, it, it pops. I mean, honestly, it looks... It, when you're walking through the store, this is a game that would pop out. Although Spirit Island would do the same. You know, the board, the box for Spirit Island, I always thought was was well done. So, oh, I, so here's... So I, I, I actually thought about this this morning. I love the box of Spirit Island. I think it's really well done. I don't like the box of Horizons, but... But I agree with you. I think that if I was designing something to kind of pop in a department store, I think it actually is a good box cover because I, I, I think it's kind of got a little bit more kiddish, you know what I mean? A more friendly look to it. You know what this game is not? It's not kiddish or friendly. No. So they designed what I think is supposed to be um, an easier introduction into Spirit Island. Right, Dean? Um at a lower price tag. And also the components are more cardboard and stuff than, you know, the other pieces to it, you know, like the plastic pieces and stuff that comes with the game. So, yeah. So it also trying to make it more approachable. It has like a quick start guide, which it has a lot of similarities in the field to what they did with Gloomhaven. I almost feel like they saw what happened with, and maybe they had this in production way ahead of that. It's almost like a Jaws of the Lion. I almost, it seems like they saw what happened with Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion and went, we can do this with Spirit Island. Hmm. Um, the difference is, though, the challenge is with Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, it can really baby walk you into the game. Like, here's a scenario, and we're not going to really dump the whole game on you. And I love that about Jaws of the Lion because yeah. I do think yeah. someone that's not a heavy board game player could over time play Jaws of the Lion. Sp- it doesn't really do that with Spirit Island, the Horizons of Spirit Island. Um, there are a few things that it does to simplify, like the setup for the board is the same every time, and the blight doesn't have a, a card where you like do a certain amount in the islands. You know, it's healthy island, and now it's a blighted island, right? And it's just straight up. There's a set number of blight, and if you lose them, you lose the game. Yeah. And also with the uh, what's the the symbol on the tiles that come out, the um, castle. I'm, I'm sorry, on the mm-hmm. cards, the castle with the flag. Yeah. You can play a friendlier version of That's that. That's right. You don't have to. You don't have to keep the. Yeah, it's the, the invaders. You can hold them back a little bit. The difficulty level is a little easier on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when you use the words easier in Spirit Island in the same word because it's still it's a game that beats you down. I mean, no, no whatever way you look at it, you feel like. Your island is for gone, sure. for you know, sure. like there's no chance. Yeah. And so, so I, th- and the other thing I don't love about the introduction, they have an introduction booklet is it's set up for three players and th- there's definitely, uh, the game is pretty similar three to one. That really is. I, I feel like if I wanted someone to learn spirit, spirit island, I would say play it solo, play one game solo by yourself. Here's a book on how to do that. 
and that way you can learn the rules instead of just like I almost wish they had like a solo scenario that they said here's this kind of like Gloomhaven here's it is put these out on the map okay this is what's going to happen flip this card over and like help you into the game that way um, I someone who had played Spirit Island but hadn't played in a while I ended up just throwing that quick start guide out and go no I don't want to do this simple like and I just grabbed the regular book and just read through the rules yeah what did you think about it, Dean? I want I want I want to talk. Let's do overall thoughts, like over, and then let's go the person who loves Spirit Island, you know, who has this game absolutely, and then the person who's never played. So, I'm concerned about this game. I'm going to start off with that. Okay. Okay. I was at a nine at Spirit Island. I, I am. I am at a nine. Horizons. I'm concerned because if somebody comes in and they're looking for games and they don't know much about games, and this is the one they pick up. There, it's going to be a tough sell for somebody to really enjoy this. You know, people pick, pick up games all the time. You see reviews. If you look on Amazon reviews for games that we might consider gateway games yeah. that people pick up that don't know anything about board games, they're like, I couldn't get through the rule book, and so I just threw it away. Yeah. Or, or I gave it away, or you know, I, I never actually got to sit down to the table. This is that game a Absolutely. thousand times Absolutely. over. You know, I, I just think this is going to frustrate a lot of people. I really wish if you were going to have an entryer level, if that was the point, I have no idea if that was the case. If you wanted to have a game that was an entry level to Spirit Island, this is not it. No. It's not. It's, this is Spirit Island. It's just Spirit Island with worse components. And slightly, slightly easier. A few little tweaks. And, but you do not have easier, you not do have easier dudes, easier spirits to play. They're easier to understand. That play. is that's true. But if you know the game, the spirits aren't the problem. Like understanding yeah. the spirits' abilities, I don't think are that difficult in the original game. If you know how everything plays Got out, you. it's everything that's thrown at you that becomes the challenge. Now yeah. it does say a weight, and who knows? On BGG, it says a weight of four point zero five for Spirit Island. 3.33 for Horizons of Spirit Island. I don't mm, think it's that big of a jump. I don't, I don't think so either. I, I think it's much closer. So I think in so from that perspective, it frustrates me because I think it's going to frustrate a lot of people. I, if you're an average Joe walking into Targo, that looks cool. You will never play that game. Yeah. And now what does this do for all these other hobby games? You think yeah. all games are like this, and then you're like, nope, sorry, I'm not going to do that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's a stretch. Maybe I'm, I'm you know, exaggerating on that. But... I could see that happening and frustrating a lot of people. And for that reason, that really makes me mad. But I but I still think it's a fun game because I enjoy Spirit Island. Well, so I also, uh, I watched a couple of videos. There's not a ton of videos on this. And one of the guys has said, a seasoned board game player, the way he talked, I don't know if he's like into heavier games. I don't I don't think he's like super seasoned. Like I, this, that was kind of the vibes that I got. He was said it this was thoroughly confusing and a cluster to him. I read that too. Yeah. And so I can see I can see someone who is newer to the hobby that's not like really played heavier games get picking this up and and getting potentially frustrated because they've played Pandemic or some other cooperatives that are much simpler and easier to understand. Um I don't think this game is like super complicated or anything. You just have to be willing to under, to go through the nuances of the rules and stuff. And, yeah. and go, oh, shoot, I screwed that up. Because I even screwed up some things from the other time that we played. Now, okay, so you would say a flat no to someone who has just never played games or has just played a gateway game, unless they're just unless they're just heck-bent on, I'm going to play this game. That's what I would... Correct. Yeah. 
if you if you're like John though, and you know you like this game, and you have a production that's half the price and still a totally fine and yep. functional production, it, it gets really crowded with those cardboard tokens yeah. as opposed to the little miniatures on there. Yeah, for sure. So I, I prefer the original yeah. one, but but for somebody like John, I think it's. That's nice, right? That's nice. And the, yeah. and the abilities on here are pretty nice. If so, you pick this up as an expansion, that's fine. For $29, am I glad I bought it? 100%. I'm so glad I bought this. So I, I kind of talked negatively. Now let me talk positively. For the people who have not, you know, Spirit Island, you go on Mini Mart or what, some of the, it's like 60 something dollars usually, right? So for someone like myself who doesn't play a lot of solo games, though now I'm playing more, um, that has gone, man, it's a little bit high of a price tag for a game. I don't know how much I'm going to get to the table. Okay, sure. I'm going to go for $2.99. I mean, $2.99, $29.99. I'm going to give that a try. A little bit simpler is that's what I heard. I don't think it's that much simpler. Um, but you do have, you know, those spirit powers and stuff like that. I think if you haven't played Spirit Island and you're a gamer, or if you've played it and you're like, that was cool. It's, I think it's a great game for $29.99. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Now, what what does it have had me do? I've already bought... I went ahead and bought Spirit Island. Did you? <laughs> I was like, this that's is fantastic. Hilarious. I just need the real version of it. Yeah. Um, because... And like, maybe that's what they're wanting to accomplish. And, and I don't if, know. Yeah. And so I think for gamers, I, I like that they did this. I think it's cool. I think it's all good. Now, if you love Spirit Island and, and you just you love, love, love it... I don't see why you would buy this unless you want to have the new um, spirits, right? Like if you want to have more spirits and you think it's worth $30 to get six new spirits, then go for it. Like I think I, th I, I think that that's cool. Um, but if you're getting it and going, well, you know what? Maybe I should get this so that I can play it easier with my friends. That's It's not. It's really not that much easier. I don't think so. It's not. It's not. There's no. There's no reason to get it for that reason. So... Um, you can pick up Spirit Island. I'm just looking on Amazon. Just a quick search, $52 on well, Amazon. So yesterday, that's here's the reason I bought it. Yesterday, I was like, let me go see how much it is on Amazon. It was $52.99, and it had a $10. It had one of those coupons. They clicked this coupon for $10. I was like, $42? <laughs> Why did I buy the other one <laughs> for $29.99? But I think most other places, it's like $60-something often and stuff like that. So Give it a few months, and it'll be half price, too. I mean, so... so uh, yeah, so who would I tell to buy this? Again, the one who maybe hasn't played Spirit Island and wants a cheaper like entry point, slightly easier entry point, um, to see if you want to see if you really like Spirit Island. But I think that if you play that game and you really like it, you're going to go buy Spirit Island. Yep. The original. There's also two expansions for Spirit Island. Yep. Oh, man. There's a lot more stuff on here. Did you know that there's a deluxe, uh, a premium token pack for Spirit Island? Nope. I didn't either. Okay. Uh, anyway, for me, no. it doesn't change my score. If this does get somebody into the hobby, I'm I'm perfect. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. I just don't know if that's going to happen. So I'll stick with my nine on a Spirit Island score. Yeah, I don't know if I'll give it. Like I, I would say Spirit Island's more like I would go back to like a nine, nine and a half for me now. And I don't know. Like I would say I think I would probably put this at like an eight and a half or something because I don't like the board is the same setup every time. And, you know, it's just a little simpler. And so, like, I don't know if I would like it. If this was a standalone game and I'd never played any uh, Spirit Island before, I'm trying to put myself in that position. I think I would really like this, but it wouldn't be, like, premium, premium. Right, right. Okay. That is Horizons of Spirit Island. 
Oh, John, tell people how they can get in touch with us. We're, <laughs> we're wrapping up the episode now. Go ahead. All right. If you're enjoying our podcast, you could rate the, our podcast. Uh, put us a little review down there. I think that would be really, really cool. We're at Meepletown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, on Patreon, we're patreon.com slash Meepletown. And we're Board Game Geek Kill 34 7. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Okay, John, we're going to play a quick game, okay? Uh-oh. You ready for this? Like I'm, I'm going to throw some things out there, some new mm-hmm. things that are coming out or out, are out right now or yes. a Kickstarter or whatever. Yes. I want to hear a yes or no, just a real quick yes. initial thoughts. Okay. Yep. Wingspan Asia, which is a standalone expansion, or it can be played as a one or two player standalone game. Nah. What? Okay. I don't, you said, I don't, I'm, I don't, I've oh. already got plenty of cards in the original Wingspan. I don't need all this other stuff. Okay. All I don't right. like it that much. It's good though. Okay. All right. Well, I'm jumping on to the new, some of these that we've already talked about. The it's new fine. Vladimir Suchi game, which is Woodcraft. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. There is a, um, yeah, I haven't told you about this purposefully. There is a, a Kickstarter announced by Board and Dice, which is the deluxe version of Teotihuacan, uh, which includes expansion stuff plus deluxe stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a one of, your, one of your favorite games I know, of all time. I know. I don't care. I, I haven't got to the table that much. And I, I why am I going to spend, I don't know. How much is it? Is it 50 uh, bucks? They haven't that? announced it yet. <laughs> it doesn't come out till next year. The Kickstarter is starting next year. I just don't care about that kind of stuff, really. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. A couple more. Mosaic, which is a story of civilization. They did a deluxe Kickstarter version of this game, but they also have a regular retail version of, the, of this one. Are you interested at all? Who in designed this one? that? This one is. Uh, I remember. Sorry, I'm not I'm waiting it for waiting for it to load. Oh, this is Glenn Drover. That's right, Glenn Drover uh, Civ game. Mm, meh. Meh. I'll say no then. Okay. All right. It might be fantastic. I just. Yeah. Let's do one or two more. They are kickstarting. I think it actually launched today, if I remember right. This is the day before this releases. So the uh, Wonderland's War with a, a mini expansion with this one as well. I think it's just a mini expansion. I haven't checked out the Kickstarter yet. Nah. I'm... You're not interested <laughs> in backing this one at all. No. I mean, it's fine. Like, a lot of these games that you're saying, I am I have some interest. But if I'm just saying yes or no, I'll just say no. Okay. Board games in general. Are you interested in board games? <laughs> I just, you know, there's so many games out there. I am. I feel like... I maybe I'm getting old man grumpy. I feel like I'm becoming less and less excited about new games. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Like it has to hit a real sweet spot for me to go. Yeah, I really got to try that. I'm going to say two more, but I like playing new games. Two more. One, I don't know as much about, but there is a new Dune Imperium expansion coming out. Are you interested in that at all? Or you just want to, okay. Yeah. That's one of the ones that I'm probably interested, even though I just said, I get tired of all these expansions coming out. And finally, I think I know the answer to this. Terraforming Mars, the dice game that's ending on Kickstarter, I think, like today or tomorrow. I don't give a rasp <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard it here, folks.